God will not forego your extreme pain for his eternal pleasure. In other words, his pleasure is more important than your pain. Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you're with us today as we begin a message called Preparation for Your Destination. And pastor, I'm uh, glad we're talking about this topic of pain, uh, of suffering, and also just the pleasure of God and seeing how these two things relate. Because, you know, without the proper understanding of what we're looking at today, uh, some people could hear what they just heard and think, does God take pleasure in my pain? But that's not what you're saying right here. No, he doesn't take pleasure in our pain. But here's what we need to realize, that God's purpose is his pleasure. And he always has a purpose. And we need to understand that God will not do away with his purpose because we're going through pain. Oh, I hate to get the Bible in this, but now a word <laughs> from our sponsor. Listen to what it says. This is in Psalm 105. I'm just going to read it because D.L. Moody said it best. The word of God is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Just let it go. Verse 15, saying, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm. Moreover, he, that's Yahweh God, called for a famine upon the land. He break the whole staff of bread. Listen to this. Verse 17. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. So here now the text is saying, God sent him in the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew text. Yeah. That's apostello. One sent with a mission. So Joseph was sent by a mission. Well, wait a minute. He was sent by God but he was sold by his brothers. He put it both and let you see there's a divine perspective on him being sold. Sure. Yeah, that, that was actually a part of God sending him. Now listen to this. He says, whose feet they hurt with fetters, he was laid in iron until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him Lord of his house, and ruler of all of his substance, and goes on to tell us why. Now, you see what happened there, Steve? He went from the pit to Potiphar's to the prison to the palace. Yeah. All that pain of the pit, Potiphar's, and the prison, all because of God's purpose. Mm -hmm. God did not alleviate his pain because his purpose was more important. And the Bible says they hurt him. Sure, yeah. So here's what we need to understand and take away from it that we need to understand that often our stumbling blocks are actually stepping stones, mm -hmm. that our setbacks are sometimes set up for our comeback, that the trouble I'm going through is for the future I'm going to. Well, with that, let's uh, grab our Bibles and open them to Hebrews chapter 12. That's where we're going to be uh, camping out today as we begin this message called Preparation for Your Destination. Here is Pastor Ford. How many of you ever heard this phrase, let go and, uh-huh, you heard it, you heard it. Your mama too, right? You take one step, that's right, he'll take two. Now, that and a whole lot of other stuff like God takes care of babies and fools. <laughs> that's not in the Bible. 
Now the concepts are in the Bible, and I'm so glad uh, that he takes care of me because I'm a baby. Uh, but even though those verses aren't in the Bible, the concepts are in the Bible. That we need to realize, let go and let God, you take one step, he take two, uh, it's not either or, it's both and. We are laborers together with God. What does that mean, Pastor Ford? I'm glad you asked. You always ask intelligent questions. It means what I tell you all the time. You say it this time. Say, without me, God won't. Without God, I can't. That's it. That God has so designed his divine design, his purposes and plans, he has included us intricately into what he's doing. Okay, let me give a couple of examples. Uh, Moses, you're going to get across the Red Sea. What's Moses' part that he plays? Lift up the rod. What's God's part? Parting the Red Sea. Could Moses part the Red Sea? No. God could lift up the rod, but he wants to show Moses, I've included you. So lift up. What rod are you not lifting that God is not opening your Red Sea? Maybe it's like people say, I want to be a Bible scholar and all that. Do you study? And so on and on it goes. I can give you example after example. Uh, why did he tell uh, the blind man he spit? That'll open your eyes by yourself. He, healing you, he spit. And then he put the, the spittle with the mud pack on his eyes. Most of us say, oh, ain't that what you spit on? And he said, go wash in the pool of Salome. And here this blind man, Jesus, why you do something like that? Because I want him to know that you have to let go and let God. But if you take one step, he'll take two. It's both and. The, the verse that I want to share with you uh, to help you understand that and by way of introduction is Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Turn to it. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Here's what it says. It says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to do of his good will and pleasure. Do you see it? 12 and 13. What's 12? 12 is you take one step, he take two. 13 is let go and let God. That's what's going on there. That when you begin to look at it, it says work out your salvation. I got to stop and I do have to tell you this. It says work out, not work for. So those who say that you get saved uh, by Jesus and then you keep up your salvation who use this verse are misinterpreting the verse. Work out. So if he says work out, that means something's already in. What's in? Your salvation in justification. What do you work out? Your salvation in sanctification. Everybody still with me? If, you, if you're with me, say I'm with you. And if you're with me, get biblical, say amen. amen. All right. And so what's happening here? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now notice what's going on here. Verse 12, the service. Verse 13, the strength for the service. Verse 12, the practice. Verse 13, the process. Verse 12, the exercise. Verse 13, the enablement. You still see it. So it's not either or, it's both and. 
We are laborers together with God. And so our service, verse 12, work out your own salvation. There are things that we must do. And there are things that we do that God includes us in everything. Everything. And during this journey, we're going to talk about some of those things. And, And so when you look at this thing, you see three things are evident. Work out your own salvation. What is for? What is the word for? Explanatory God. What's an explanatory God? In Greek. Every time you see it, it's translated for. And it wants to tell you what? Reason. Okay, let's read it like that. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Reason. For it is God who works in you, both to do of his good will and his good pleasure. See how he does that? Yeah, you work and God is working through you. God is empowering you. God is enabling you. If you're living right, you can't take glory for it because it's the power of God. If you're giving right, you can't take glory for it because it's the provision of God. And, and, And if everything's good with you and you got peace, can't take Credit for it because it's God's protection. It's God's power. It's God's provision. It's God's protection. Here's what verse 13 says. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Here's what he says. First of all, it's God's power worketh in you. Energeo is the word from which we get the word energy. And so it is God's energy. It's the fullness of the Holy Spirit as he empowers us to do what we could not and would not be able to do. But then it's God's will. So it's God's purpose. God's power, God's purpose. And then it says of his good pleasure. It's God's pleasure. Stop. Let me put a pin in it. Let me let me put a quarter in the meter and let's stay uh, for two minutes downtown. You know what that says? It says this. The most important thing is not whether you're pleased about what God is doing It is God pleased about what you're doing. Which means then, listen to this, listen to this. Somebody came in just for this. God will not forego your extreme pain for his eternal pleasure. In other words, his pleasure is more important than your pain. So even if you're going through something adverse, you ought to ask yourself, is what I'm going through pleasing to God because in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you that God may be using my pain as a platform for his purpose Uh, so then all through scripture you have it uh, blind Bartimaeus come to me in other words make the effort here he tells a, a blind man make the effort here it is here's a little nugget for you The man could not see Jesus. He could only hear Jesus, but he listened to him. We can't see him, but we can hear him. And the question on the floor is, even though we're listening blind, are we feeling our way to obedience to what he's called us to do? You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Preparation for Your Destination. 
Really helpful look at uh, Hebrews chapter 12 today, and we'll continue this message in just a moment. But if you're a regular listener to Treasure Truth, I want you to understand that we're able to bring you Pastor Ford's teaching each and every day on this station or online or through a mobile device because of your generosity. It really is your giving that allows us to continue to produce the program, to cover airtime costs and all the things that need to happen behind the scenes to make this a reality each and every day. So if you're a regular listener and you're benefiting from Pastor Ford's teaching, would you give a gift today? Come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the link that says Make a Donation. There you can become an ongoing monthly partner with the ministry, or you can give a one-time gift. Come to treasuredtruthradio.org, and again, click on Make a Donation. Let's get back to the message. Once again, here's Pastor Ford. All right, so then, listen. The writer of the book of Hebrews says amen, even if you didn't. He says you have to have the proper preparation for your eternal destination. And he gives us eight preparations. We're going to start on the day. Preparation. Why do we need preparation? I remember the first time we went to Vegas. I'm not going to tell you what we did there because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I didn't play any slots or gamble. I didn't. I didn't say I didn't want to. I said I didn't. But the first time we went, we were going three days and three nights, Brother Jimmy, and we had four suitcases. Now, who did three of them belong to? Sister Ford. I said, we going three days. You got one suitcase for every day. Ain't no way in the world you're going to be able to wear all that. You know what she told me? I'm going to be ready. Just in case. I may wear something for breakfast and wear something different for lunch and wear something different for dinner and then do that for three days. In other words, she was prepared. And that's what the writer of the book of Hebrews is trying to tell us. Remember the backdrop. They're leaving the reality of Christ going back to ritual. And he's telling them there ain't no power back there. There's no power back there. There's no purpose back there. There's no protection back there. There's no provision back there. There's nothing back there. Everything is here with him. And you are, you are shipwrecking your spiritual journey. So here it is. Here's the first thing he says. Verse 12. Change what's wrong. Now, now notice what's going on here. He says, let me read it again. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Wow. So remember, this is an evaluation of what? Self. And where are we looking first? In. Now, my question to you is this. Why does he always have us look in first? Why is the most important evaluation always the one we do on ourselves? And let me just tell you, some of the biggest lies that we ever tell, we tell it to ourselves. Why does he do that? Why does he start? Okay, let me ask you a question. What do you see there? Change what's wrong, verse 12. What's the first thing you see? Do you see those two plates? There's one that's a dirty plate, isn't it? The other one is a clean plate. Let me ask you, and I'm on three, I want everybody to give me the answer. Which one would you rather use, the dirty or the clean? One, two, three. Clean. How come nobody said dirty? 
If you don't want to use a dirty plate, why would you think God would want to use a dirty vessel? Now, I can use that dirty plate if I want to put some dirt in a pot. Well, not with my wife around, but I do it all the time. It don't have to be a clean dish to put dirt in her plants. Don't y'all tell, I shouldn't even say that. I always, I, I always get myself in trouble. There's two glasses. There's a dirty one and there's a clean one. Which one would you rather drink out? One, two, three. Clean. 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 God says, what I want to do is put you in a place where I can bless you. And the best place to receive the best blessings is to have purity before God. Who can ascend to God's holy hill? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. God says, even in worship, you get close to me, you got to be clean. Vessels unto honor. Now look at the analogy uh, that he uses. He says, wherefore, and so we understand that he's going back to verse 11. What does the verse 11 say? Now no chastening for the present seem to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward he yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Here's what he's saying. You've been disciplined by God and you're railing against it and, and you're getting upset about it. When Proverbs chapter 3, verses 10 and 11 says that we should not get upset about God disciplining us. And the writer of the book of Hebrews quotes Solomon in Proverbs. Listen to it. Verse 11 and 12. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. So then the writer of the book of Hebrews says, if God never disciplines you, it means you don't belong to him. So now he's tying it up. He says, okay, discipline doesn't seem to benefit us at first because it hurts. But afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness. And, And so what he's saying, in essence, discipline is for your benefit, even though you're not going to like it. Anybody's mama like my mama, here's what she'd say. She said, now, boy, I'm going to whoop your tail until it rope like okra. And I need you to know this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. I couldn't stand that. And in, in my mind, I would be saying over and over again, well, if it's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me, then you should let me whoop you so it will hurt me more than it hurts you. I never said it not one time. Only reason I'm saying it now because mama in heaven. Because she heard it on the tape, she'd whoop me. And she would. Amen. So this is going to hurt. Ask me how I know. Say, how do you know? The words lift up is one word in Greek. Here's what it literally means. To restore to straightness by snatching the bone in place. Boy, I remember when I was playing football in the Marine Corps. And I was an outside right linebacker. Play was coming my way, and I knew it. And uh, they had a big old defensive lineman coming toward me. He hit me, but I saw a fullback, uh, and I reached my hand out uh, to grab him, and I grabbed his shirt. Big mistake. He's hitting me here. He's carrying it here. Popped my shoulder out. And I was, oh, oh. Coach ran out, grabbed my arm. Snap! Woo! 
go to sick bay, they give me an x-ray, they say, man, no torn ligaments, he popped it in, and everything's okay. Amen. It was painful. It was painful. He says, this is going to hurt. Now get this. Watch this now. He quotes Isaiah 35.3. Isaiah 35.3. Now that's 700 years. Isaiah quotes Moses in the Torah or the Pentateuch 2,000 years. I want to ask you a question I want you to think about. We don't have time for you to answer it, but at least think about it. Why does the writer of the book of Hebrews use a 2,700-year-old scripture to talk about what's happening now? Because nothing has changed from 700 years ago. Nothing has changed from 2,000. What we're seeing today in Christians who are not committed is nothing new. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm going to go back and show you. Now, now, where is he taking it from? Guess where he takes it from? When they were going to go to the promised land, and they had left Egypt, and they're in the wilderness. Somebody tell me what wilderness is all about. Testing. Jesus in the wilderness. Testing. What's wilderness all about? Testing. They're in the wilderness. They're being tested. What do they want to do? Go back to Egypt. Remember how they memorialized Egypt. How they had selective memory. We remember the leeks and the garlics. You ain't eat that. You didn't eat that. They didn't give you that. You was a slave making bricks without straw. You forgot that. You were under the bondage of faith. You forgot that. What you got to go back to? It's like Peter said, where can we go? You got the words of life. And so he says, they want to go back. Now, here's, here, I want to apply it. Say, apply it, Pastor. Here's the problem that they had when Isaiah quoted it. And when he quoted Moses, he was saying, 2,000 years ago, they had this problem. You got it now. Now, 700 years, you got it. And guess what? Now, some of us have it. What is that? Wilderness weariness. You got the promise, you want the product, but you don't want to go through the process. Well, I think he's talking to a lot of us today here on Treasure Truth. That's Pastor Ford, a message called Preparation for Your Destination. And sometimes it does feel like we're in process for a very long time. But the great thing is, God in his word says that if he begins a work in us, he is faithful to complete that even if it takes the rest of our lives. But uh, as we go through that process, how do we keep hanging on? How do we keep clinging to Christ? How do we keep growing in our faith? And how do we not get weary in doing good? We'll continue to look at that next time here on Treasure Truth. Hope you make it a point to tune in. If you ever miss a broadcast, though, you can always catch up by coming to the website, treasuretruthradio.org, and there you can Listen to each and every program by downloading an MP3 for free or streaming it through your computer or mobile device. You can also sign up to be in podcasting the program or we'll link you to the Moody Radio app. And that's another great way to listen, basically on demand, you know, whenever it fits your schedule. Again, you'll find all those links when you come to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.